0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. Dear faithful, the season of Septuagesima brings before our minds man's original slide away from God after the fall of our first parents. All flesh had corrupted its way upon the earth, according to Genesis. The terrible lesson, then, which men had received by being driven out of paradise in the person of our first parents, had been without effect. Neither the certainty of death, when they would have to stand before the divine judge, nor the humiliations which attend man's first coming into this world, nor the pains and fatigues and trials which beset the whole path of life, had subdued men's hearts or brought them into submission to that sovereign master whose hand lay thus heavy upon them. They had the divine promise that a Savior would be given them and that this Redeemer, who was to be the son of her that was to crush the serpent's head, would not only bring them salvation, but would moreover reinstate them in all the happiness and honors they had lost. But even this was not enough to make them rise above the base passions of corrupt nature. The example of Adam's nine hundred years penance, that is, nine hundred years of living here on this earth, and the admonitions he could so feelingly give to who had received such proofs of God's love and anger, began to lose their influence upon his children. And when at last he descended into the grave, his posterity grew more and more heedless of what they owed to their creator. The long life which had been granted to man in this first age of the world became but a fresh means of offending him who gave it. And when finally the sons of Seth took to themselves wives of the family of Cain, the human race race reached the height of wickedness, rebelled against the Lord, and made their own passions their God. Yet all this while, They had granted to them the power of resisting the evil propensities of their hearts god had offered them his grace whereby they were enabled to conquer pride and concupiscence the merits of the redeemer to come were even then present to divine justice and the lamb slain as saint john tells us from the beginning of the world applied the merits of his blood to this as to every generation which existed before the great sacrifice was really immolated. Each individual of the human family might have been just, as Noah was, and, like him, have found favor with the Most High. But the thought of their heart was bent upon evil and not upon good, and the earth became peopled with the enemies of God. Then it was that God repented that he had made man, as sacred scripture expresses it. He decreed that man's life on earth should be shortened in order that the thought of death might be ever before us. He moreover resolved to destroy by a universal flood the whole of this perverse generation, saving only one family. The world would be thus renewed and man would learn from this awful chastisement to serve and love this is the Sovereign Lord and God. Nothing could be more appropriate to the season of Septuagesima than these words of St. Paul. This is the acceptable time. These are the days of salvation, wherein a spiritual cure is given to the soul that seeks it, and the evil delights of sin are rooted from the mind. When we reflect upon the terrible events which first happened, in the first age of the world, we are lost in astonishment at the wickedness of man and at the cavalier attitude with which he sins against his God. How was it that the dread words of God, which were spoken against our first parents in Eden, could, so, could be so soon forgotten? How could the children of Adam see their father's suffering and doing such endless penance without humbling themselves and imitating this model of repentance? How was it that the promise of a mediator who was to reopen the gate of heaven for them could be believed and, not, and yet not awaken in their souls the desire of making themselves worthy to be his ancestors and partakers of that grand regeneration which he was to bring to mankind? And yet... The years which followed the death of Adam were years of crime and scandal. Adam himself lived to see one of his own children become the murderer of his brother. But why be thus surprised at the wickedness of these our first brethren? The earth is now 6,000 years old and the continued reception of divine blessings and chastisements. And are men less dull of heart? Are they less ungrateful or less rebellious? Towards their Maker. For the generality of men, those who who deign to believe in the fall and chastisement of our first parents and in the destruction of the world by the flood, for most of them, what are these great truths? Mere historical facts which have never once inspired them with a fear of God's justice more favored than these early generations of the human race. They know that the Messiah has been sent, that God has come down upon the earth, that he has been made man, that he has broken Satan's rule, that the way to heaven has been made easy by the graces embodied by the Redeemer in the sacraments. And yet, sin reigns triumphant in the midst of the Church. The just are undoubtedly more numerous than they were in the days of Noah. But then, what riches of grace has our Redeemer poured out on our degenerate race by the ministry of his bride, the Church? There are faithful Christians to be found upon the earth, and the number of the elect is, please God, every day being added to, but the multitude are living at enmity with God and their actions are in contradiction to their faith. When, therefore, Holy Mother Church reminds us of those times wherein all flesh had corrupted its way, she is urging us to think about our own conversion. Her motive in relating to us the history of the sins committed at the beginning of the world is to induce us to examine our own conscience. Why, too, does she read to us those pages of sacred writ which so vividly describe the floodgates of heaven opening and deluging the guilty earth, if not that she would warn us against mocking the great God who has thus chastised the sins of his rebellious creatures? Last week, we were called upon to consider the sad consequences of Adam's sin, a sin which we ourselves did not commit but the effects of which lie so heavily upon us this week we must reflect upon the sins we ourselves have committed though god has loaded us with favors guided us by his light redeemed us with his blood and strengthened us against all the enemy all our enemies by his grace yet we have corrupted our way and caused our God to repent of having created us. Let us confess our wickedness and humbly acknowledge that we owe it to the mercies of the Lord that we have not been consumed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen.